0: I think I mentioned that this guy would be coming in today in the last in the last episode. Yes. Yeah, I mentioned that there would be a doctor coming in, so I should first apologize uh, to whoever is listening, uh, three people, uh, four, five, I don't know how many you are. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, we did get him in good enough time. Hopefully, by the next episode, we will have him. And that episode will be short. So we'll just let him talk the whole time. Because we'll be using Zoom and we're not rich. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, okay. So, yeah, the thing, the article I was telling about before, before the beginning of this, before we did our countdown was, uh, uh, I wrote an opinion piece for... Uh, I think you know I write from an Australian website called my Cartoonet. Yes. Uh yeah their, their tagline is promoting human dignity. the idea is to defend human life and human dignity uh, yeah in all in all the ways uh, uh, that it can be protected and from all the threats that can come against it, so that's everything from abortion and euthanasia to war and you know so all all of the things that that threaten. Human life and human dignity um, and I have been writing here since 2015 actually, I actually remember recently when I wrote an article uh, what was the article about I I forget what the article was about now but I, I saw one of the comments in the article was like yeah, this this Matthew team is a very welcome addition to this website mm. so I had to set the record straight mm. dude it seems you've been reading this thing you are yeah, the one who's welcome addition. <laughs> 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 yeah. Of course, nicely. Uh yeah. I told you. Yeah, actually, I have been around for a while. Uh, the first article was in April. Yeah, Was it April?
1: Uh, I'm
2: still in that email, right? I should think so. Because yeah. uh, were you still in 2015? Uh 2015? No. No. No, but I think you've done some articles for them. I don't think 2015 was the first time.
0: No, no, no 2015. They, it was the year Obama came. The first article okay. was about Obama.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: So maybe you had seen it from other other people who had shared the articles with you or something. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was... I think it
2: must have
0: been uh, Father Connor. Uh-huh. Ah uh, yeah, yeah the corner is a media house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So twenty fifteen. Yeah. So I sent this guy the first article, and that actually I think up to now that first article was the one that caused the greatest amount of kills. The comment section was a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like on fifty comments, almost all of them angry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy! So, so so I shared this with this guy. Anyway, yeah. So. So, I've been writing for them for a while, and, and uh, this latest, uh, um, yeah, it was the most recently published article. Uh, today is, uh, fifth, today's 5th. is 5th. Yeah, 5th yeah, fifth of December. This was published two, three days ago. The article basically tries to make an argument from African tradition for the right to bear arms. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll. Lay out the argument in no I mean not as articulately as I did in the article, clearly, because I'm not writing. So feel free to interrupt me at any point mm-hmm. or to point out things that I think I have overlooked uh, and all that. Um the anchor story was the story of this young man in the United States who's called Kyle rittenhouse who was charged with the murder of two people. And a few other charges uh, in the United States for, yes, an incident that happened last year during a Black Lives Matter protest. I don't even know if it should be called a Black Lives Matter protest. You know, these guys, This guys have stolen the label Black. Yeah. They've kept it for themselves. In fact, now I see they're using it in a in with a capital B, mm-hmm. as if the race is a proper noun. it's so stupid in my opinion Mm. because it just it just comes around to the rest of africa as if we don't exist dude we are the real black people We're not the real black people like we're also black as well and and we feel like our story has become stolen by the black people who have the voice and think they don't have a voice anyway yeah so this protest was happening in a city in the state of wisconsin the city is called kenosha and this young one, together with one or two friends, if I'm not wrong, were out to protect some properties of people. This was day two of the protest. The day before, these people had already lost. The, 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 the property they were protecting was two carlots, uh, like car bazaars that we have here. And, uh, and the owner of these two lots had already lost his third, his one of them. So there were three. He had three. One had been burnt down the previous night, completely. With all the vehicles. All the vehicles crashed, broken into pieces, and all that. And the place raised to the well, not to the ground, but it was destroyed. I mean, he had to. If he didn't have insurance, I'm sure he, he had to spend a lot of money to bring that up back. And uh, so that was the one of the protest. The trigger of the protest is a whole other story. I don't know if we should go into it, but since you're trying to make an argument from African tradition, I will not go into that. He, so he, he with his friends were out the second night of the protest to protect these two remaining Kabazas. Mm. And uh, he got attacked, as it came out in the, in the trial properly. He got attacked by a convicted <laughs> pedophile, convicted child rapist. That was the first attacker. Uh, who was actually released from mental hospital that very morning. And this guy wanted to kill him. So after trying to escape and running away, there's video evidence of him running away, uh, but being chased down by this guy, mm. he shot him. Mm. The second guy he shot was, after shooting this first guy, he tried to administer first aid and all that he wanted to, but the crowd around, prevented him from doing it because they they all wanted to kill him. So he started running away again to run towards the police line so that he could surrender himself. Uh, So as they're running down this street again, he's accosted. Okay, imagine a protest scenario. There's protesters on the streets as well. He's accosted and I think he's hit by a rock or by something and he falls onto the ground. Mm. Yeah, and he he gets attacked by a bunch of people, some jump on him, some beat him up with things, and uh, there's one person who actually hits him with a skateboard. Mm. Uh, now, in Kenya, we don't have lots of skateboards, so we don't know what those things, we see them in movies and all that, but the thing is- I actually of...
2: had, uh, I was friends with uh, somebody who, some guys who do a lot of skating in Nairobi, mm. just like a regular guys, maybe more middle class, but, they had, a, they had, a, they have an a whole association. It's called the Skateboard Skateboarders Association of Kenya.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: some I knew some of them through. Uh, they were playing in some punk rock bands because skateboarding is more associated with, uh, with that, that kind of music. Mm. So three, one of them used to play bass for us. Then he and his brother used to play. Now plays bass for another band called the uh, Power Slide. Mm. So all of them are skateboarders. So it may not be as widespread, but there's a there's a there's a big community. There's a significant community. They even have a, a skate park somewhere in uh, somewhere in Kangemi. Wow! Just for homeless kids and orphans. Mm. They're trying to. To get them into, into yeah, and street. There was one that was even involving, a, they, they formed a group. Somebody brought in skateboards for street kids, so they used to skate in mm. Uhuru Park.
1: Ah, amazing.
2: Park. Yeah. yeah. The skating that I
0: see more of in Nairobi
2: is with the roller skates. Roller skates, yes. Yeah, but That's the guys, you see common. them, even in gigs, they come as a group. They, yeah. rock, they used to come as a group, and you'd see them. The skateboards used to hang on the uh, on their backpacks. It mm.
1: yeah,
2: so uh, the yeah. anyway. Yeah.
0: The back. yeah, so basically it's, it's, it's this huge piece of wood and it's tough because it has to support the weight of, mm. and flexible and all that. The guy hits him in the head with it. No? Basically, they're they mobbing him. It's a mob justice issue. And uh, you know, if it had been hit him well enough, I think he would have gone unconscious and all that. Anyway, he survives that and uh, this guy is coming in for another attack and so he shoots him. So this second guy also dies. A third guy comes in at this uh, time of this second attack with his gun drawn. And so he shoots this third guy as well. Okay. Uh, Mind you, throughout this point, whenever people come at him and he points the gun at them and they raise their hands, he doesn't shoot. He only shoots those who actually attack him. And not even all of them, because there's a bunch of people who beat him up who escaped. Mm-hmm. So this third guy, he shot him uh, in the arm, and uh, that immobilized him. And so this third guy didn't die. And once he noticed he had immobilized him, he, okay, and then he walked. And was even unable to surrender himself to the police that night, because he go to the police, and the police did want to arrest him. Mm. The police were like, we are done with you protesters, (laughs) we (laughs) need to leave us alone. Apparently they even pepper sprayed him, but he was already so confused at that time that he he doesn't remember being pepper sprayed. Mm. And so he even had to go back across uh, to the next state, Illinois, which is where he lived, even though this other city called Kenosha was the place where he worked. Mm. And where his father and his uncle, his family is divided. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So one side of the family is in Kenosha, the other side is in a city in mm-hmm. Illinois. Illinois, for those who don't know, is the same city where uh, Chicago is, the third largest mm-hmm. city in the US, and where Obama was senator of. And he, so he had to cross back to Kenosha sorry, to, to Illinois, to a city called Antioch there, yeah, and surrender himself to the police there. Mm. Then the police, instead of handling things, you know, people trying to look for work brownie points, charged him mm. with murdering these people. Even though even initially it was more or less coming out of that, yeah, no, this guy acted in self-defense. And actually he ended up being acquitted mm. of this, uh, what, two weeks ago. And, uh, of course, that this, all of these incidents involving guns always divide the Americans very heavily, you know, very sharply, mm-hmm. uh, because there's a contingent of Americans who think that... Uh, and I feel like many times also the rest of the world when we wade into this conversation about uh, the attitudes and realities of gun ownership in the United States, we wade in ignorantly we We don't know the backstory, mm. and I feel also that many modern Americans also all Americans also don't understand why they have that uh, that reality mm. okay uh, yeah, so whenever incidents like this happen, okay you have the conversations about you know uh, should we have so many guns in our society from the perspective of the Americans. And why can't we control more?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, who gets to have a gun? Who doesn't get to have a gun? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and of course, this was one of them. Of, and but I think that this was, of course, also complicated by all the other layers of, 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 of controversy on top of it. I mean, this guy was saying he was at a Black Lives Matter protest. He was killing people who were protesting to protect blacks. There's, there's a whole group of people who think he shot black people. Yeah. every single person he shot was white actually mm-hmm. and he was justified in shooting every single one of them mm-hmm. okay I mean his life was in danger he was going to die
1: mm-hmm.
0: if he didn't do mm-hmm. anything um, or not just if he didn't do anything if he didn't shoot those people that he shot they would easily have killed him mm-hmm. okay uh, one was convicted jail rapist had a long rap sheet not just child rapist but had done many other things Mm-hmm. But there's video records of this guy actually being a racist, you know, calling people nigger. I don't know. Ever... I feel offended when a white person calls me a nigger. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And there's no history of slavery in the United States within my family at all. Mm-hmm. There's never been, there's no connection, at least that I know of. And yet if a white person were to stand here in front of me and call me a nigger, I would be raging pissed. Mm. you know i have gotten some to say nigger though but within the context of like <laughs> i'm like okay fine i'm giving you the permission like you know trying to tell you it's okay you know, yeah. it's okay you can you can you can say it as long as you don't say it in context but if one were to come and be the first one to say the word without, i would feel offended anyway so this this guy is on on record using that word and all manner all manner of things and yeah, so people were like, "Why?" Because this kid was—he was seventeen years old. Okay. He was carrying a huge gun. You know you can't see police here carrying. The, I don't know if you've ever seen an AR-15. Photos of an AR-15.
2: The, is this the ones uh, the military, US military, they're normally issued to the US military. No, no, AR-15 is mostly used by civilians. Really? But it, like okay, it a, looks like a military. It looks yeah. like a military weapon. Is it almost a version of the ones they used to use in Vietnam? I and don't. uh i i should think so this, yeah. this is a, i think the one i saw is almost like a newer generation yeah but i'm not so sure i thought yeah I thought it, it it's not nice an like it's like
0: not an automatic gun. weapon right yeah the ones that are given to the military yeah, the ones you can you know mm-hmm. this one is not automatic okay. unless you you mod it you modify it there's, there's many things you can do to a gun mm-hmm. so one of the things you can do to an ar 15 is add something called a bump stock Mm-hmm. So that it almost becomes automatic, you know. Mm. It's not exactly automatic because an automatic rifle you press the trigger mm. and it fires multiple shots, right? Okay, mm. uh, this one you have to actually press every single time, mm. okay? Of course, there's the ones that you press and then reload, press and you load, load. This one is a semi automatic you press,
1: mm-hmm. it goes, you press again, it
0: goes, you know, okay. so you don't have to re- keep reloading. Um, with a bump stock, uh instead of what you do is you pull the gun ahead so that the trigger is pressed,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: the bum stock uses the recoil uh, to push the gun in front again and press. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a, a modification. Um anyway, this guy didn't have that, he just had this semi-automatic an weapon. And he was 17 years old. Now in his state, uh, Wisconsin, it is legal for people who are 17 to carry guns. And appealing all of this actually is the so-called Second Amendment, okay? Uh, the first ten amendments to the Constitution of the United States, as you know, uh, they are so-called Bill of Rights, because mm. the Constitution initially did not have them. Mm. Okay, the core of the Constitution only laid out what type of government they would what type of federal government they would have,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the rules for states acceding to the Union. And then yeah, they added this first 10 amendments precisely to protect the rights of of, of the citizens. Mm. Uh, and again, to understand this properly, we have to understand the system of government that they have, which is not common in the rest. Even in many places that have federal systems of government, they do not exactly, it's not exactly as radical as the federal system in the United States. I think the only comparable one that I could think of is Switzerland, Yes. yeah? Mm. Uh, all these other ones that have federal governments are not exactly fully federal, mm. okay? Canada, they, they are all, on, in a sense, on a continuum. We With what we have. With what we have, precisely. Exactly. Uh, Canada, Australia, Australia is a bit weird, <laughs> but, yeah, but they have a strong central governments. Okay. Yeah, the United States Constitution basically was designed mm. not so much to give the government power, but to limit the power of the government. Mm. Okay, because they realize the government needs the power, so yeah, we need to give it that power. But philosophically, we need the government is the most dangerous thing we can have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and so we need to have it seriously, seriously limited. And so there's even I don't know which I think it's uh, the sixth amendment, which is the one that limits uh, basically says anything in this that is not given by any power that is not given by this constitution to the federal government, belongs to them, to the states. states. So the states are really the things that matter in the United States. Mm. I had the current governor of Florida saying, it's it's not the United School Districts of America, it's not the United, I don't know, uh, Healthcare Systems of America. No, it's the United States of America. It's the states that give that government its legitimacy. The federal government is legitimacy. In our case, for example, the national government is the one that even led the constitutional development process and handed down powers that it had, mm. you know. In the United States, it was never like that. In fact, when they started their country, the federal government was so weak. <laughs> the only powers they actually gave it because they, and when they formed it, the initial constitution was called the Articles of Confederation, mm. which designed a federal government that was super weak. It could only... Uh, what? Uh... It couldn't collect taxes. It couldn't maintain an army. It couldn't... The only things it, it could run, pre, really, were the postal service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And to And to set standards, yeah. you know? So mm. standard, uh, measurement, basically. measurements and standards. Say, how much is a kilogram? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are the only things that the <laughs> It could it could make a navy, you know? So if the United States was attacked during that period, they had to basically, oh, 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 shoot, we need an army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, guys, please send armies, you know, states, yes. please send a, a contingent of armies. This is almost what the Greek city-states had. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, classically, you know. Even, yeah. even, even the Roman Republic initially was like this. Mm-hmm. Before, you know, the Rome that many people think of now is the empire, mm-hmm. but before it was an empire, yeah. it was basically. I've been watching, I'm a late comer to this, I've been watching the Star Wars Series uh, of movies, the initial nine, yeah. and I'm getting the same vibes. I'm like, this is the story of Rome, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, initially it's a republic, and then uh, due to machinations within there, some people take over power and it becomes a galactic empire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but initially, you know, and then the dysfunctions of democracy come through. The so-called passive, passive dysfunctions of democracy come through, and and some people realize. I mean, some. Really opportunistic people realize that you know I can weaponize this entire system, I could just grab all the power, become an autocrat, and that's what Julius Caesar did, mm. okay, by uh, basically not disbanding his army. Initially, you know, the Rome, you whenever there was a war, he would raise the army, yes. go fight the war, mm. and once you won the war, <laughs> come back, mm. disband the army, go back to your farm. There's many stories that are told of heroic romance. Like there,
2: there's a uh, funny enough. Uh... The, the initial uh, idea, I was reading from somebody, somewhere that the initial idea is that made the U.S. government, what the U.S., the US what it is right mm-hmm. now, is informed largely by some of the so-called classical Roman leaders. I forget what the name was, but uh, maybe I can, check, I can check later and, and, uh, and point it out yeah but there was this guy who who they tried to make emperor mm-hmm. but he only agreed to during t- times of crisis yeah you would have like a general now be in charge of the country yeah. but it was only for a specific it people. used to be a one year term and one year term yes and the guy actually would be called a dictator, a dictator
0: yes. But I, I can't
2: remember yeah, because I, I they compare him yeah. a lot to George Washington. Yeah. There's a lot of who won, parallels.
0: yeah, who won the Revolutionary War and went, went, went gave back his back. commission and went home.
2: Yeah, yeah And go. he actually did it more than more than once, and it was it was really it was really ex- exemplary for yeah. him to to have relinquished powers. So I mean, because the powers that
0: you are given yeah. with such a commission are insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think I recall this guy I recall this guy, but there are many stories of, of Romans, even the generals who were given the commission to go to fight wars yes. finishing the war, coming back giving back, giving the soldiers their salaries, mm-hmm. and disbanding them, every man wants to go back to, uh, to his farm mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. ah, okay, here, 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 here. this is why I'm thinking I'll employ my younger bro mm. to be doing this for us
2: to check the, yeah to be, the, the to be our Jimmy
0: <laughs> right we're checking the internet we just give him a little computer, put it there in the corner there and uh, or someone else I do, we, need, we need someone to look these things up for us. Uh, yeah so uh, once once you have a country that's that powerful, even though at that time, yes, they won the revolutionary war, and they were not yes. as powerful as they are now. That would take
2: another hundred or so years. This guy is guys called Cincinnatus. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Sorry, yes, yeah. I like pronouncing Latin. No, <laughs> I skipped out on my Latin classes after the second class. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: You know, it, it comes, it comes naturally to, to mm. I don't know, I have to think to pronounce them in the in with the English pronunciation. Mm. So when I see names like Pro, Protus, i uh, like, people, I have to call them Protas. Hey, eh? <sighs> it's a struggle. <laughs> it's a struggle. Anyway, yeah. So, so it, yeah, it was it was modeled after after classical Greek and Roman systems of government, of course, with the uh, modernizations that. Uh, People like John Locke added to that, yes. John Locke and Thomas Hobbes. Especially John Locke. Mm. John Locke. John Locke was a great inspiration for, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the Americans. Mm. In any case, so they're coming from this, okay, mind you, their independence is a rebellion and a successful rebellion against, for, against the colonial power. Mm. Not so much because they hate the colonial power, but because they think the colonial power is treating them as second-class citizens. Okay. Um, it's Britain. Britain sends these colonists out there. And this, this is a crucial difference, and it matters for the argument I'm, I'm trying to make about guns. Um, these people are Britons. Mm-hmm. Many of them are actually free Britons. They're not slaves. They're not, you know, they're, they're, they're subjects of the British crown. And they are, many of them are actually rich people who are going out to... A prospect in the in the new world you know they're given a charter yes it's 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 I don't know a baron or a lord or something
1: mm.
0: given a charter he collects collect some people it goes with them to the new world okay He's told this you can it's do things country. yeah within this territory yeah. okay that's how the original 13 colonies started mm-hmm. in a sense not completely yeah or anyone, you know, even the original, the original so-called regional colonies, the, the ones in Roanoke, Virginia, and the Plymouth Colony of the initial pilgrims, yes. even they had to get permission, because you could just leave the UK like that, you know. Yeah. So you can just walk to the port. The port is controlled by the king. Mm-hmm. You know? So the king said, okay, fine, you want to look for a new place, you you your price, tea? okay, mm-hmm. go, here is your charter, you have this territory to yourself. Mm-hmm. Go do whatever you want to do with it. And so they go out and they set all of these colonies and you know they're starting to have a good system, more or less. You know, this is, I think, what would be late 1500s, early 1600s, and that goes on for 150, 160 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so they've developed a system there which basically mirrors what they knew, what they had before. Okay? Because once you set up a society, you already there's things you need to have there. You need to have a way of dealing with criminals, for example. You need to have mm-hmm. a way of provisioning public services, you need to have a way of allocating land, you know, all that stuff. So they have that more or less mirroring where they came from, the United Kingdom, magistrates and police and all all that stuff. And mind you, already there's a system, there's, the democracy is developing in the UK as well. Right. Okay. As, Starting with the events before the Magna Carta came through, but especially with the Magna Carta and downstream developments mm. that, Magna Carta is uh, yeah, and in, in in Latin, of course, it's the Magna Carta, the Great Charter. Mm. Basically, like you could say, that's like the initial constitution of, mm. <laughs> of the UK. Um, the barons, the lords, the nobles claim some of the rights that the king insisted were his. Yes. So you know you can't run this country if yeah, they, we give you the authority to run the country, and of course that eventually goes all the way down to the, to the people. Mm. Okay, so they establish the House of Lords, if I'm not wrong, yeah, an assembly of, of 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 the noblemen, which actually has checking power on the king. Mm. Okay, and a parliament is over time established and and all that. These people who go into the new world, of course, they're still subjects of the British Crown, but they in a sense outside the system. But they at some point you want to feel represented, you know, because if, if if people need to pay taxes to take care not just of their own community but also of the navy that protects them and of the crown that gives the navy its commission. Right. But you can't just set those taxes in London okay, we need to be able to have our representatives mm-hmm. being part of the process of setting that. Yes. And many other disgruntled the, the, the Declaration of Independence is mostly known for its preamble, that one paragraph, but it's actually very interesting. You know? mm-hmm. I, I, I read the whole thing, and there's a long list
1: mm-hmm.
0: of uh, evils that the colonists in the United States, what became the United States, felt the British crown had wrought upon them.
1: Mm. They, they,
0: they, and this is a whole interesting reaction. The drafting of that Declaration of Independence is a very interesting story, especially the story of the man who drafted it, Thomas Jefferson. Mm. Yeah, but I think it's twenty-something grievances mm. that they had. Okay, so things like setting those taxes, things like um, whenever these guys wanted to make Congress, you know, the things we mm-hmm. used to have barazas, you know, a baraza of the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever we went to our barazas, he set them so far away that we can't travel there. There's, there some of them are so petty, <laughs> like anyway. That people talk about this. Anyway, they, they were disgruntled. They were disgruntled, and I think an amicable solution would have been come arrived at if the British Crown had been willing to listen, because over time they would have slowly de- drifted apart because they were like six thousand kilometers away or something like that. Six, six or 4,000, anyway. They are very far away, across the Atlantic. And uh, so these guys are like, uh, we need to repudiate this government. If if we can't talk, we are going to reject your rule entirely. And so the British crown says, okay, good luck. <laughs> you have the strongest military the world has ever seen up to this point. Mm-hmm. Good on you, try. And so they say, okay, fine. We are rejecting you guys. And so this is the people who are declaring this war are actually more or less in the same class as the the nobles in the United Kingdom. Yes. They're they're not they're not commoners. But they lead commoners. There's lots of commoners among them as well. Because they didn't just bring nobles to the United to, 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 to what became the United States. Um so they do that, they raise an army and they fight the war. And with a little help from France, they win. There's a biography here, actually, of George Washington,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: in, 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 in that shelf. Anyway, uh, so they're declaring their independence and not just as a ruling class. They're basically saying, we've seen the, the developments that have been happening in the United Kingdom. Okay. Here in the, in the colonies, if you mistreat people, they could just walk away into the wilderness and start their own farm somewhere and you are not in control of them. Here, people are free. Mm -hmm. And so what they're saying basically is that we hate that the government thinks it is the one that gives us freedom. This is the spirit behind the Declaration of Independence. We hold this truth to be self-evident, that every human being is created, uh, that all all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Now, there's a lot of meaning packed into that. First of all, it's people are created equal, so it's not that if people are equal because we make them equal or anything like that. This is an attribute they have from their creator, and that's the second important point. There is a creator. Mm. Okay. And he creates these people equal and gives them certain unalienable rights. This basically means that the government thinking it gives people this right is actually wrong it's not even that it doesn't have the right to take no 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 no. you're wrong these rights belong to the people even if the people are to give them up they still have this right mm. this is different from our understanding of rights in many cases even though our constitutions in a sense mirror this you know that okay these are rights. the government just recognizes them and all that it's not as radical as in the case of the united states because they're basically saying these rights belong to the people, whether the people want them or not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even if they are to give them freely, even if you're to hand over your rights freely to the government, you can't. Okay, the government might even accept it and it might look like your rights now belong to the state and all that. You know, so things like states of emergency, you know, mm-hmm. all of the the, the defence that that we are building a government for to protect us from Ethiopia or Somalia or whatever country, if they were to invade us, all that. Those rights are actually yours. Mm. And by you creating a government that does them, does not mean you have relinquished relinquished them.
1: Mm. (laughs) Okay.
0: You just create a system for doing that, but it doesn't. You know, the the state doesn't take them. And uh, you know, that among these you know, well, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness in any case so the, the philosophical foundation for the government is not top down Okay, the government doesn't pre-exist the state the state and I should be more precise not the, exactly the state but the polity Okay, the, 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 the polity pre-exists the government the government gets its legitimacy arises out of the polity and the government is the subject of the polity mm Again, you see, that changes the dynamic. In the United Kingdom, it's the people who are the subjects of the crown. On this other side, the equivalent of the crown is the subject of the people. Okay, and the people organize themselves into smaller polities, the states, and the states are the primary vehicle for the protection of their rights. Okay, it's not the federal government.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, the federal government that they designed was precisely, you know, they realized that this thing is going to have so much power. And it's going to want to encroach so we're going to limit it we're going to build a cordon around it and so basically they're saying you guys have all the rights as long as you're not interfering with anybody else's rights you have all the rights
1: mm-hmm.
0: and part of the right for of, of to life includes the right to defend yourself from not just your fellow man but also from the government and so the second amendment the the wording is actually very weird you know uh, a well-regulated militia, the right to bear arms shall not be infringed upon. It's, it's, it's legalese, legalese, you guys can, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can explain it for us. But basically the idea was, you see, as we were saying, there was no army. So each state had to make its own militia. Even now they still have it. Mm. Each state has a militia, an organized militia. They call it the National Guard. Mm. Okay? It, it's a very weird... Thing, but it's actually a whole army. You know <laughs> what we know as the United States Army, this is its Navy, this is its Air Force, and now they have the Space Force. Yeah, that's the U.S. military. Mm. There's a whole military under that, and it's part of, in a sense, of the command structure. The president can actually call them up, mm. but normally they, they serve the the state. the state. So it's 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 very interesting, you know. So basically, each state needs to have a militia, and at, as their understanding at the time was, each able bodied man needs to be in that militia.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so that if any emergency comes out, okay, okay, that was the understanding at the time. Maybe now you might add every able bodied woman, even though I think this is an area where we've carried things too far.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, If you're a woman wants to join the military, let them join the military, no problem. We shouldn't place limits, but we shouldn't emphasize it either. Mm-hmm. Okay, because when push comes to shove, bro, you, know, you don't want your women on the front lines. Mm-hmm. Okay, we we men are built like gorillas. Uh, most of us, anyway, not you and I. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, on average, if you bring the average man, the average woman here, you know, the men are the ones who are built. They are the war fighting platforms. If a woman wants to come along, do come along, please. But um, I don't think it's something that we should like consider an achievement, Mm. uh, really. It's actually not something that should be an achievement. I mean, like, war is ugly, war is dirty, war is horrible. Women, you really have to have a calling to go (laughs) there. For for the man, in a sense, it's like, your fate. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, It's your fate. Anyway, so the right to bear arms is protected by the Constitution, but not just protected by the Constitution. You could say it's recognized by the Constitution. Now, of course, things have changed in the 200 years, 250 years since they wrote that constitution. The guns that they had then were pretty primitive yeah. compared to what you have now. I mean, those are things where you'd put the thing, light up a thing, yeah. point it, wait for it to blow. <laughs> i saw some. Uh, I
2: don't know that you... There's this, this program on uh, a, a series on Netflix called uh, The Meat Eater. This is uh, yeah. so I said
0: yeah i well, I know about it, but i don't I, I have not
2: watched that. I listen more to his podcast, but I know okay. he produces that show. yes yeah, so he has uh basically it's about hunting, mm. but sometimes they they might hunt with a variety of different weapons yeah now there's a, I don't know the last episode I watched they were using they were using that that place where they went hunting. Yeah. The regulations required that they could only use those kind of, they are like muskets. Yeah. So you they, you had to clean it out, uh, put in the sort of musket, the small round yeah. iron ball. Yes. And then you had what is it? Gunpowder. Yes. You have to put it. there compact put, it Compact it. Then somebody would light. The well, they they ignite. Yeah, you know what you call it? It's like a string thing. Yeah, right? yeah, string. Yeah. So it was interesting. And then you, you have to see, wait. You have to wait. And then and it fires. The end then end. when it fires,
0: yeah. you go. Down. That's why you, when you watch, look at those pictures of paintings of old battle scenes. It's mm. like they have to form themselves in a line, mm. and some people rise, shoot, go yeah. back down to reload, and do all of those things. While the others rise and shoot. It, it was primitive. I mean, with the machine gun now, you could with 10 people take over, you know, take, take on the entire British army or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in any case, so things have changed. So some people are starting to say, no, maybe maybe they didn't mean these weapons that we have nowadays. Okay, maybe maybe we should limit who has access to those kinds of weapons. Mm. And in the US, they have, in a sense, limited in many places access to things like automatic weapons, for example. Mm. Um, yeah, or, or, or yeah, but there, there are many other places where things are very free. I mean, say Texas, for example, place <laughs> where you can get almost anything. You know, there's there's more there's more tigers living in captivity in Texas than all the tigers that live free in the rest of the world combined. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, freedom. Freedom is a thing there, and so there's there's all those arguments for for for, for to limit you know the kind of weapons that regular civilians have access to and all that. Of course, the regular civilians cannot
2: have aircraft carriers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> These are insane, insane weapons. Of I think there are some states where you can actually buy one, and I don't know what the regulation, how far the regulation goes, but the, there are some states where you can actually buy a fighter jet.
0: Yes or a tank or or anything really of course it's limited they Mm -hmm. don't give you the same amount of firepower that they would give the military version Uh, but I think the only rationalization for that is that the military Mm -hmm. is the only one that can make them so if the contracts usually are given to these companies and they're limited and you know but those companies can sell to foreign countries for example with permission of the federal government so the federal Mm -hmm. government would only have to allow them to sell to regular civilians and they would sell Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, anyway, so it's it's that divisive thing. And for us looking at it from this side of of, of the world, where our governments were designed very differently. Our governments were designed by our colonizers, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, in Kenya, for example, the the, the the government that took over was designed in London, with the Lancaster conferences and, and all the arguments that were had there. And it was a peaceful process, you know? Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, the Maumau won for us our independence. No. Um, read about the Mau Mau, okay? <laughs> the Mau Mau were beaten, roundly, defeated, crushed. That does not mean we should not be proud of what they did or that we should not look up to them and all that, but they were defeated. Up now, they're still looking for justice. The survivors mm. are like, you know, uh, the British should give us reparations,
1: mm. okay?
0: Uh, because not only were they defeated, they were defeated so badly, and then they were put in concentration camps, and Kikuyu suffered heavily for, 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 for that. Yeah, but they were defeated. The Mamao did not win us a war,
1: okay?
0: Uh, or rather, they did not win our independence. Our independence was won by intellectuals,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so to speak, the ones who, who went and negotiated. The Mamao were defeated, what, 57? Mm-hmm. No, when was the state of emergency declared, 52? Around 52,
1: 52. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it lasted whatever, whatever however long it lasted, by the time our independence was being negotiated, it was being negotiated when the Mama were defeated. Okay. And uh, so our government was designed precisely to, be, to, to carry on. In fact, we were our head of state for a year as an independent country was the queen. Yes. Precisely. You know, we were not mm-hmm. a republic when, when we started out. We were part of the Commonwealth of Nations the original one, where the head of state was the queen. I saw the other day, uh, is it the Bahamas? Barbados. Barbados Barbados, uh, changed the head of state from the queen to a locally elected president. Um, I think they should have just created another queen or something like that, or a king. Uh, The the head of state should not be mired in the politics of
1: (laughs) every day,
0: it's a a poor move. Uh, Although there are many European countries that do something like that as well. Germany is an example where they elect the president, but doesn't have too much power Uh, and a few other countries in Europe, in any case. Uh, The Americans designed this government and they they, they say, okay, fine, look, these rights belong to the people, whether we recognize them or not. So we're going to write them down. And here, primary, right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. An extension of that right to life is okay, uh, the right to bear hands. Uh, it, this connection is not made that explicitly,
1: yeah.
0: but I've seen uh, it, what, jurisprudence or something like that. Yeah. You guys are the ones who know what this is about. It's It extends from that. that yes. because, because you have the right to be alive and to be free, you need to have the tools to... Protect, be able to protect that, that life and that freedom. And so, yeah, everybody is happy with that for a long time until now, okay? We've gotten to the point where, you know, there are many Americans who like to say, no, we're the only country that does this, we're the only country that does that, we're the only country that does that thing, that's the other thing. Um, they forget, many of them forget that they are not like the rest of the world and they ought not to be. Okay, uh, you know the the, the Scandinavian model. Mm. Oh, you guys have a huge country, huge country, which is not one country, but it's fifty countries. The place where you should be focusing your efforts, if you want to improve healthcare in the United States, the vehicle for that is not the federal government. Mm. The vehicle for that is your state government. Okay, uh, the rest of the world can afford to think like that because the rest of the world is designed. And this is why I think when we were talking, I was thinking. African countries should be emulating more the American model of government than the European one because the European one is based on nation states. Africa, Mm -hmm. the only nation state here is Botswana and maybe Somalia. Mm -hmm. But Somalia is not exactly a good example because it's not really a nation state. Part of the nation is outside the state
1: Mm.
0: in Ethiopia and in Djibouti and and Kenya. Botswana is the only one which you can talk of. It has a few minorities, but that's the case with all nation states, all classical nation states. Mm -hmm. But it's a majority, heavy majority, Tswana. Okay. Anyway, so the, the, the right area of focus for the delivery of public services and the protection of rights is not the federal government. The federal government exists to protect the states, Okay. That's precisely, again, the other thing, you know, Americans complain about the electoral college for the president and all that. No, the president is not elected to be a president of the people. The president is elected to be a president of the states. That's why the electoral college represents the states. You know, the Mm. states, there you'll vote and say, you know, within each state, we'll vote and say, we want this guy to be our president.
1: Mm.
0: But at the federal level, it's not you voting, it's your state. Voting. Yeah. <laughs> so the focus of the popular vote is misplaced, in the United States at least. The focus of the popular vote is an attachment. It's, it's like envy of the rest of the world. You know, in the rest of the world, the popular vote carries the day.
1: Yeah.
0: In the U.S., no. Because in the U.S., the federal government does not directly interact with the people. The federal government, or rather ought not to be by design, you know, the one that runs the daily lives of people. So the president doesn't matter as much as your governor does, mm. by design.
1: Yeah.
0: It actually matters a lot less. Okay, The federal government exists to protect you and to make sure that no state is trampling on the rights of other states. Mm. That's what it exists for. Uh, why? Again, because as we're saying, they realized early on that when you have... I mean, the highest level of government is going to be a very powerful level of government, so it needs to be heavily limited. So they have the right to bear arms for those reasons. And it's not to be, they say, yeah, the right to bear arms are well-regulated militia. Okay. So the right to bear arms is separate from a well-regulated militia. The militia, the well-regulated militia basically, I think, refers to uh, it being organized, it being disciplined, all that stuff.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. But the right to bear arms shall not be infringed okay so every single person every single free person has a right to bear arms and i saw during the hearings for amy coney barrett the confirmation hearings for amy coney barrett to the united states supreme court um one of the decisions or opinions that she had written came to the surface where she basically was saying that uh, there's an argument to be made that what was she saying um that felons you know like somebody who's been in prison and come out still have the right to bear arms Mm. okay because they don't lose their right to life (laughs) okay Mm. while they're in the prison system yes because they are the guests of the state the state is in control of a lot of things while they're there because Mm. by their crime they have forfeited certain rights but once they are free, they're no longer in the system, they have that right to bear arms. And she was, in that opinion, basically she's arguing that she was contrasting it with another right that is granted, yeah, the right to vote, mm. okay? The right to vote can be limited because the right to vote is not fundamental to your bodily integrity, mm. okay? It's actually a privilege <laughs> that is granted you by society. It's not, it's not a natural right, okay? It's a civic right. Mm. Okay, so we can basically prevent you from voting, but we cannot prevent you by law from... It was an opinion that she wrote based on... I think it was a, in a case where she wrote the minority opinion when okay. she was in the appellate court system. Anyway, and it made sense to me at least, you know, because there's a very clear line. Okay, if, if we deny you the right to bear arms, then we're basically saying we are the ones that are going to protect you. But you're no longer in the prison, Mm. okay? And so you should be able to have all the means for protecting yourself. But the right to vote, that one is granted you by society, okay? So society says, okay, fine, every single person gets a vote. But you've done something to society that society does not like very much. Society can just say, dude, you're no longer eligible to vote. Okay, and that's it. You don't get to have a say because you wronged us. Even though you've gone to the prison and come back out, yeah. we remember. Okay, yeah. you're not going to vote. You are, uh, you are. What's the term? Uh, uh, you're ostracized from polite society. <laughs> but you're still a human being. You still get to protect yourself. If somebody comes and starts beating you up, you're know right to fight back. And so they're going to give you all the tools that you need to. (laughs) Anyway, um, very solid point in my opinion. So I was contrasting that, okay, because that is the framework that allowed Kyle Drayton House to have this gun and to use it and to defend himself when charged for using it incorrectly and say, no, 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 I actually used it correctly, okay? I had the gun to protect my life in case it came in danger. Mm. And those people knew I had a gun. I didn't start the firing. No, they, they, there's, there's criteria for self-defense. And after that case, I was like, you no, know, there were people who were even saying, yeah, 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 they're right to bear arms and all that, but, you know, I, a 17-year-old should not be having a gun. Dude, just, when was the withdrawal from Afghanistan, August or September? Uh. Must have been
2: late August, early sometime September. Sometimes it yeah. Yeah. B- between mm. August and September for the entire process to to come to a conclusion. Yeah. You
0: remember there was this attack at the gate of the airport, some suicide bombers came and bombed. Mm. Uh, and they killed what thirteen US servicemen or something like that. Mm. Many of them were nineteen year olds. <laughs> Many of the people who died, you know. Right. <laughs> nineteen year olds. I remember, I don't know if you know Raul i remember i will say you know there's this story that when we were having the post-election violence uh, into seven to eight an american aircraft carrier was in our territorial, just outside our territory just in case they mm-hmm. needed to come through and this is very plausible because i remember as well joko willing uh yeah the podcast is a very inspirational guy mm-hmm. former navy seal said that during the rwandan genocide they were stationed off the coast Navy SEALs were stationed off the coast of Kenya
1: Mm.
0: waiting for the order to come in and stop the genocide and they were not given that He was there. Mm -hmm. He was there. And it's really sad that they were not given that order because a million Mm. people, almost a million people ended up dying in a very brutal way just because the rest of the world stopped Mm. and waited on the outside. Uh, Anyway, so... If if 19-year-olds... 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds can, can join the army, they can bear arms.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They just need to be well-trained and well-regulated and that's it. Okay. In fact, those are the people who need to have those arms precisely because if the country is invaded, they'll be the ones we throw in the front line. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> young men, mm-hmm. young, able-bodied, very fit men because you want the strongest people fighting your wars mm-hmm. so that the war is quick, short, effective. If you send your old men, they'll be, yeah, they'll be wise and all that, but they'll be They'll be rounded, you know, yeah. if you send relatively strong, but not the strongest, then the war will drag out for a very long time and all that. It is with young men that the United States won the Second World War. It was young, 17, 18, 19-year-old. Those are the ones who could be drafted, thrown onto ships, sail for three, four, five weeks <laughs> across the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Okay, storm the beaches of Normandy and, 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 and the sands of North Africa. So why is it that if they can bear arms and fight actual wars, hmm. they can't bear arms back at home? I think they, they have that right. Anyway, my argument was that the way our government was designed, we were, that right was stolen from us. Hmm. And there is a precedent in traditional Africa for people to have that right naturally to bear arms.
2: Well, uh, I, I wouldn't say that right is uh, very well articulated. It is unless, not, unless. But, but I, I get, I get where you could. It was almost a practical necessity, and over time, because of the way things were set up. And also, because of the population, you could not have just like a standing and like a professional army mm-hmm. every able bodied man had their own implements of what there was a shield in the house, there was a pack of arrows yeah and uh, that was not maybe as among the duo, the spear
1: yeah
2: and for th- from where I come from, it was a combination of the spear and the what do you call The Rungu, what you call The uh, you know? uh, club. The club. Yes. So, you see, for you to be able to, if you are going out there to herd, for instance, some cattle, or if you are going out to... Just generally, you are going to be raided, you are going to be facing wild animals. So, there is no police. Mm-hmm. around there was a small band of people called like baby for instance the man the gu Mama, mm-hmm. but they did not have the same wide ranging powers of police what you would call po- police powers, yeah there were more like people who are there to to administer maybe just keep things in check and collect some taxes mm-hmm. and justice you know, of the peace justice of the more like justices of the peace yeah but just like I, I was listening to a podcast you were doing with, uh, with the fellow, was it Carrington? Yes, CK. Uh, yeah, the, yes. I think the third, third, third podcast. Yeah, where yeah. you are saying that the problem, majorly the problem with, with a lot of he was he was arguing for the abolition of this the nations that we the states what we now call nations now. Mm-hmm which is a misnomer. He, yeah. was, he was talking about the fact that the the tribes, and this is why a lot of people who've been talking about uh, tribal politics being backward. You know, old wisdom is... Old wisdom is there for, for a reason. There's yeah. a reason why we are tribal in nature, because that precedes the, the, the sort of governments that were sort of artificially placed over us. Yes. In the at at, at the end of the nineteenth century. So in that setup, you are going to be raided at night. You are going to have to defend your small band of You raiders. are going to have to raid. You are going to have to raid <laughs> yourself. Yes. There'll obviously be times when you needed to hunt to supplement your 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 own um, your own stocks of meat and things like that. Yeah. And i your father is on even amongst the, the Luo. Yeah. You'd find the Jokaracho, and you're fighting Jokano, you know, that sort of thing.
0: There's a battlefield in my own village, at the edge of my village, between my village and Seme, mm. where the last battle between the Jokisuma and Joseme took place. Yeah. Because we were expanding westwards. Mm. Yeah. But I was going to, um, to bring in the example of the Maasai, Mm. who up to now have kept that right. Now, of course, the state was slid in on top of us by the colonial powers. So we have to f- keep that in mind all the time. For most, Afric- for most of the local tribes, communities, when the colonial government came in, the colonial government was in- interested in suppressing this, okay? mm. because there were centers of power in their own ways, eh? Eh, not each of them had a common lead and all that stuff. Of course, there was a lot of complexity, but the colonial government wanted control. Yes. Okay. And so the colonial government came in with guns, right, mm. and with modern weapons and all that, which these locals didn't have. The locals had their own weapons, but they were no match for the guns of the colonial government.
2: Actually, in some instances, I was reading some uh, because of the nature of some of the the guns that were actually in use, with yes. the exception of uh, the, this... It was almost like the precursor to the machine gun, I don't know what the is. The round one, I've, I the one with
0: like uh, six or seven barrels yes. and then it would rotate. I yes. forget the
2: name of that gun. It was used yes. in... A, the war, the first world wars, yeah, yeah. the Zulu. the wars against ShakaZulu. yes, but it was, Gatlin, inter- I think, it's yeah, the Gat- Gatling Gatlin gun. gun, yes. So, the exception to that, you had to reload this thing, and yeah. you know, the nature of how uh pre colonial warriors used to fight, it yeah. was always, it was always rush the enemy, yeah, then rush back and, and disperse. Yes. So, at any point in time where the these guys were. Were, were reloading, reloading their muskets. Their yeah. the, the warriors would, would, would rush them, especially for, for instances like where, where they met the Nandi who were very, very ferocious. Yeah, the Nandi
0: and the Maasai, and the Maasai. really bothered them. And there were a yeah. bunch of massacres and raids mm-hmm. that were successful and all that. Yeah. But these guys were no match for an organized army. Yeah, true. Okay? An organized army with guns. I mean, those guns, even though they were not like what we have now, they were still
2: stronger than bows and arrows. Yeah, and they would definitely frighten you <laughs> <just> in <like laughs> the night. <entire
0: body>. Frighten <laughs> the living daylights out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they come in with their guns. We have our weapons here. And they, they basically subjugate us. As our ancestors, not me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, and uh, yeah, the subject, the locals, and mind you, this colonial power is the same one that lost the American colonies. They are very careful now. They have lessons. Mm. Okay, <laughs> they're not. They're not naive. They've had many colonial. Experiment somewhere, else. they know what works, they know what doesn't work. They know how to. I mean, these guys were subjugating at this point the whole of the Indian subcontinent
1: mm.
0: with uh, I think 100,000 administrators, they were running a population of 500 million people. It's since in the Brits, we might hate them, we might love them, but they were impressive, they, they did amazing things. Okay, people hate that, you know, like I think. I admire them, you know. Game recognizes game. <laughs> game recognizes game. Hats off, man, to 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 the British Empire. It, it was a great, great, great achievement, and I think it's something that it's unfortunate that now they're being told to be ashamed of it or to re, pay reparations and all that. I think that's all bullshit. History is history, man. Yes.
2: Yeah. And, and in any case. This is not. Maybe uh, circumstances may be different in each and every case, but even in the case of Mao Mao, there are also atrocities. Oh, well, they killed a by, lot of people by the Mao Mao themselves, who and not just against reason, white
0: people, yeah. but even against their black collaborators, yeah. they, whom they killed more of than
2: yeah. than those of them that. So were for killed. for a good reason they were labeled as uh, terrorists. So I think even even Kenyatta himself sent expeditions during the early uh the early days of, of the kenyan republic he did send expeditions against some of these uh, uh maumau generals who had refused to to disarm to leave to disarm and leave the the, the forest so yeah. it's not as it's not as black and white as they we are told from school that these guys yeah were heroes yes to a degree they were because they were fighting our war liberation and they were fighting for for their for their for their land for their land and for their people and for their, and for their, their honor and all that
0: but i they mean not like,
2: exactly saints
0: yeah yeah we, we we always have to keep these things in mind especially in our age you know it's it's easy our brains are built for simple stories okay because the complexity of life i mean it, If you're going to pay attention to everything, you're not going to eat. (laughs) You're going to die or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of this in prehistoric terms. Mm -hmm. Okay? You needed a simple story. You needed to have a system for screening out everything else. There's the antelope, follow the bloody antelope. Mm -hmm. If you start thinking the grass will cut me, what if there's a snake in the grass? Mm -hmm. What if other people are also chasing the antelope and they find me? You know, Mm -hmm. what if my hunting mates make a mistake and they spear me in the back of the head? Mm You need a system for Throwing all that out, follow the antelope. Mm. But we don't live in that time anymore. Okay? We, can afford to, we can afford to look at history with, with nuance. We can afford to look at our world while paying attention to a lot more things. And so, as I'm saying, I admire greatly the British Empire and the people who built it up. And the fact that they were such excellent administrators that they were able to bring in all the lessons that learned from everywhere else and subjugated people that had lived more or less very free lives lives for a very long time and Mm -hmm. you know uh, yeah here uh, to find all these complicated societies and simplify them so effectively, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then create a, participate in the process of their independence mm-hmm. and live out peacefully. By the way, you know, by the time they were leaving, the British Empire was relatively emasculated. They had lost the rather, they had lost a lot of their power during the Second World War. Mm-hmm. They had lost the uh, capacity to administer such vast territories. They had to, I mean, they collo- the, the British Empire had to collapse, and they managed that collapse very spectacularly, unlike many other colonial powers. I mean, the Belgians were basically rushed out of Congo as if the mm. place was on fire, leaving the place with like 13 graduates. Mm. The Brits managed this so smoothly and stood, in a sense, by the country for long afterwards. Mm. Mind you, they were suffering at the time. They were like the slowest recovering European country after the Second World War. It took mm. them a long time to recover, unlike the Germans and the French and many others. Uh Anyway, so they come in and they were able to, to, to subjugate these people and so they have the guns. They have weapons. These people also have weapons. But they make these weapons useless. Okay, Not just by disarming people but by also making the things that people needed these weapons for. No longer things that they needed weapons for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, you no longer needed weapons to survive. You could go to the city and work. In fact, if you try to raid the next tribe with your weapons, you would become an enemy not just of that tribe but of the, the state. state yes. <laughs> you know? So the state will come and take you and put you in a concentration camp or into a jail or something. Mm-hmm. You know? The police, you know, the people who now had the stronger weapons were now the, the police and, and the local messenger boys and all that. You know? So you realize there's, there's there's a thing that has happened here. They played a hidden hand. I don't think even they knew they were playing this hand. Mm. But quickly, the possession of weapons became something that only the state could do. Mm. It became a right not of the people, but of the state. Mm. And whenever we thought of weapons that we could own, it was those weapons that were... That that we initially
1: had
0: mm. i'm speaking here as if i lived that time
1: yeah.
0: uh, that we initially had the bows and the arrows and all that but no longer could use this because this was now things that i mean if you wanted to defend yourself against the government you could not because the government had the guns
1: mm.
0: and you had bows and arrows if you wanted to defend yourself against the th- neighboring tribe it was ineffective because the government had the guns it could come and defeat that tribe
1: mm.
0: And this is a conceptual framework that we have coming into independence. The government has the guns. The guns are the only weapons that are really useful. And so we come in not as citizens, but as subjects. We don't have the guns. Now, of course, the, the colonial government was a government of Brits. It had its people here. Again, these were not low class. Brits, many of them, these were high-class people. These were lords and barons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of... And the, the, the people who were and All, all, all of these... They were commoners, yes, but mm-hmm. the phlegmatic British, British gentleman was the one administering this place mm-hmm. with, with, with awesome uh, estates in the White Islands and all that. You know? mm-hmm. They... I descended from a people who themselves have guns. These are the people who hunted the UK. They landed gentry. So they get to have guns in the UK. And here also they get to have guns. But of course there's gun regimes there, there's ways of regulating the way guns are given. And that system transfers here. And so the British who settled here, many of them could be armed. Mm. Okay, with government licenses and all that. They could of course they didn't just walk in and buy a gun, but
1: yeah.
0: That regime gets transferred. But it doesn't transfer easily because yes, now there's lots of black Kenyans who have guns. But compared to the whole population,
2: tiny. uh, You know, even in that case it's not uh it's not in the sense that you have it as an inalienable right. Yes, yes. Because of it's the government giving you the permission to have it. Because of your right to defend yourself, your right to life, or your right to generally freedom. Yeah. So you see, and the right to protect your property, things like that. Yeah. You can't use the the weapon to that degree to be able to protect those rights, but it's not it's not it's not it's not an obvious thing, it's not something that you would be crying about that oh I've been denied a license for for a gun for a gun. You would mm-hmm. need to provide reasons why.
0: Yeah, because the mind you the state is the one under our yeah. system that has the right to bear
1: arms.
2: Yeah. So you see my my am I o okay, I'm 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 trying to rush to that point where we, we now get to now, is it something that can happen because of time?
0: Yeah. No, I, that... I I think <laughs> uh, it's unlikely to happen because of this. I mean, it's unlikely that we will have the right to bear arms recognized by the state as a natural right mm. because of our conceptual framework. Maybe with this podcast we can we can start. That conversation, because it's not something that we think of every time I speak to the common inchi about people having guns. They're like, no, 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 we don't want guns in our community. No, mm. <laughs> because we, our brains have been so nicely formatted mm. to think that guns belong only to the state, mm. and that these people who have guns are basically criminals and mm. politicians. They're thieves, you know all that all that stuff. You know, mm. it, it's not. But the fact that the Americans think of it as a natural right says something. Mm. And it's actually something that can be translated here.
2: The, yeah, you the, see, it, it would only be able to be translated here. And I agree with you. This, this, this is something that is very, very, very unlikely. Yeah. I'm um, yet yeah, to see anybody petition the the High Court to sort of spell this out because more recently, since the time of uh, Justice Mutunga, there are a lot of things that have sort of crept out not necessarily from the the establishment of the constitution itself in 2010 but because of how the courts have pronounced have interpreted have it. pronounced upon it yeah and there's a lot of it will also depend on the the the, the direction of the direction that global constitutional scholars take on this issue Because at this point in time, there are very few countries that where this thing is considered an inalienable right. Yeah,
0: every single country has regulated it heavily, except the United States.
2: So you see, in I mean, in Australia, they
0: bought back the guns from people. Mm. Yeah, and now look what's happening to them. They are locked down heavily, and they don't have their guns because yeah. so the really, government the
2: government does not fear them anymore <laughs> the, it would be interesting to yeah. you see some of the countries that normally lead changes in uh, things like uh, you said like jurisprudence the science of the law yeah especially in the context of kenya where we see and borrow things from are india for one yeah. uh, south africa but it would need to be a a widespread movement and something that, for instance, probably derives from some of the international convergence mm. on these kind of things mm. it would need that would need to be a almost a global shift which is not going to happen because yeah. it seems
0: like the American left is far more influential globally speaking mm. than the American right, yes, you know?
2: so you see this would it would be problematic and uh, it would also take but there's Nini sorry
0: to interrupt there's uh, our constitution the bill of rights has the right to life right and under that i think it mentions self-defense somewhere the constitution if i'm not wrong that term is in there somewhere
2: mm. no mm-hmm. not, not not explicitly mm. But by implication. Yeah. You know. By implication that can, can we
0: litigate way? it that way? Can we is there you, you could you could is there a way of, a a say of saying, no, you telling me I have the right to life, but I don't have the means to protect to that protect life. It. In fact you mm-hmm. limit the means that I can use to protect it very heavily. The example I always give, I think I've given you this example in conversation before, is when I live here, the nearest police station I think is two, three blocks away, mm. which is quite near. I mean, Kisumu, somebody came and told me, somebody has lived outside Kisumu for a long time, I said, hey, you guys have more police here, than mm-hmm. <laughs> Like the police per capita in Kisumu is insane. You know, mm. even compared to Nairobi, it's, it's actual police stations, not police posts. Yeah. There's that one there. There's this one uh, near the, behind the museum. Then there's central police station mm-hmm. up there, which are quite close, by the way. Mm. Compared to the rest of the country.
2: Mm.
0: Perfect. Robbers are at the gate. Yes. They're trying to break it down. Mm. And uh, they have guns, they're armed. Mm. First of all, I've not noticed that they have guns, but uh, let's make an ideal situation. I've noticed they have guns. Mm. Three guys armed.
2: Okay, then I, I will we need to wrap up around 8.30. Okay,
0: uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's close with this one. I, yeah. So they need to, I mean, they, they are trying to break down, they're coming in, I know they're armed, and, uh, or maybe even they have only one gun, doesn't matter, ideal situation. They have only one gun, let's say. I am not armed. Why, because to get arms, I need to, There's a, that process is long. <laughs> the process is long and actually it's very corrupt. In any case, I call the police as a good, dutiful citizen. Why? Because the state says it's the only way that can protect me with guns. Mm. Okay, I can't do that. I'd have to fight hand-to-hand combat against people who have guns, which is stupid. So I call the police. Perfect, ideal situation, perfect situation. Somebody picks that call immediately. I call 99, somebody picks it up immediately. They dispatch it. Perfect conditions, which don't happen in Kenya. Rarely do they happen. When you call the police, they dispatch and it's like immediate. Anyway, perfect conditions, they dispatch, the police come immediately. Immediately being, they come from the nearest station. Uh, rather, they arm themselves, they go to the armory, they get the gun that they need, they jump into a the vehicle, they drive. Perfect conditions, the police get here 10 minutes after my call, mm. probably. These guys have guns. <laughs> they are done, man. By the time you guys are arriving, those guys are done. What you're doing now is a chase. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What you're doing is a chase. Why? Because you reserved to yourself the right to protect me. Which I don't know why you even think that that should be the case, except for the historical precedent. Okay. But we are not slaves of history. My ancestors had guns. Sorry, the equivalent of guns. You know, you might say, no, 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 those are not guns, those were bows and arrows. Yes, but they were weapons. If guns were there at the time, they would have had those guns. Okay? Translate that to now. They would have had those guns.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay? Uh, each man in his house would have had those guns. Not just that, but would have learned how to use them. As a rite of passage, okay, would have got to, I mean, they get to the point where they're learning how to use bows and arrows. E- each community has its own system of doing that. Okay. And how not to endanger fellow citizens with those weapons.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. Learn to be an adept user of the weapons and to be a safe user of those weapons. Mm. We can have regimes for that. Yeah. But of course, as we've said, it's not happening anytime soon. In fact, I think a conversation like this, many Kenyans who listen to it will be like, ah, you guys are crazy.
1: Mm. You
0: guys are crazy. No, 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 guns. <laughs> so personally i say i'm going to get the gun i need to have a gun in my life that i need to train to fight a bit you know so that because the state the state is a weird thing the state the state is is an emanation of me the state should reflect me Mm -hmm. if i can't protect myself especially from the state then i'm a subject i'm not a citizen
2: Mm -hmm. yeah I think it would, uh, yes, not just to 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 probably synthesize it. Would, there's there's a good chance that if somebody would take that litigation to court, it would actually come out with the with a surprising pronouncement that people actually have the right to bear arms. I would not be
0: surprised by that kind of. Uh, no. Yeah, but the state would defend itself by saying it already has a regime for that, of licensing and all that. No, you see... Actually, you the Jim the, the case right now would be a very good anchor for this. Yes, you, if see, we had you, the see, right. you
2: see, the thing is, yeah. whether or not there's... A, you, you see, the regime for regulation of, 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 uh, of uh, arms is a statutory one that is made by... Parliament. This is not a constitutional mm. regime. So mm-hmm. it is subservient to, to, that, to the constitutional device So well, whether or not they, they have that in place is immaterial. If, they, if the court decides that this is, a, in an, is an inalienable right, yeah, that should then be the, the regime should be subject to, to that right, and it has to be justifiable. It, it, it can only regulate those rights to the degree that it is reasonable and, and justifiable. So I would I would not be surprised if that sort of pronouncement were to be made. My only concern with...
0: Jimmy Wajigi, hit me up. <laughs>
2: Your only concern is... My only concern is this thing coming through the courts. Yeah. It would be too swift for uh, because our minds are collective consciousness as a, as a country is not prepared for the implications of, of that.
0: You see, the problem is criminals have guns. It doesn't matter that owning guns without a license is illegal. Yes. Criminals
2: have guns. Yes, but and they have those
0: guns whether yeah. we regulate them or not. In fact, the more heavily regulated you have, the more the criminals have the guns because they know that the citizens are not armed.
2: That, that is true. It, I, I, I believe uh, you by the mere fact that there's this uh, infiltration of Of illegal weapons that there's therefore a need for actually other now well law abiding citizens to have to have the access to right to to bear their own arms because there are places where with the exception of Kisumu like the northern regions of this country where the police would not be Mm. As equipped to deal with those kind of threats to protect people and their property as swiftly as because these are people who that guys out there raiders who are carrying g3 rifles and some are even more sophisticated than that so if you're out there having your your cattle in areas that are, are very dangerous then you would be you'd be you'd be, in, it, you'd be in, very inconvenience not to be able to have the right to protect yeah, yourself yeah. in that extent. My concern with this thing coming through the courts is we need this thing to have come from a political from the process, people, yes. you see. Yeah. So this is something that needs to come through the people themselves and not an elite organization like the judiciary. So I should because call my MP instead of calling you should you should be calling your MP. MP. And this is something that needs to be starting somewhere from the grassroots so that it becomes a natural process so that you don't have unexpected outcomes. And when you're dealing with firearms, yeah. there's, there's a great degree to which you need other other forms of, of, of other regimes in place yeah. to be able also now to prepare yourself for because all of us let's say all of a sudden you have this pronouncement that Anybody, you have the right to eh, bear, to bear arms. arms. We start talking tuskies, tuskies start
0: talking, start those, start things. talking <laughs> those
2: things. I mean what are the what are the real life implications of, yeah, absolutely. of, of that? Yeah. They are practical Practical scenarios that you need yeah. to. Overcome. I mean, pe-
0: pe- people. first of all need to know how to use guns and why. How to why keep them actually, and why? Thing. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I mean, of course, I mean of, of, of course, the why would be the one that would be articulated in the political process. I would yeah. think you know, people would have to understand that the right to life
1: mm.
0: includes the right to defend that life mm. with all the means that are reasonably available to you. Yeah, the how. Because guns are dangerous things. Mm. Okay, we should not forget that. Throughout this conversation, we've not said that. But guns, I, I mean, yeah, a stray yeah, gun yeah. is, you know, they they say in the states because they have a more gun culture. There, you know, you have to assume every gun is a loaded gun. You can't leave guns. In the and even in same,
2: a very good example is what happened at, at uh, Westgate. Yeah. Like, this is a very small, very small uh, sample yeah. to use, but I think it it makes. It shows you the necessity because the very first responders were armed citizens, armed citizens, and they they saved a lot of lives in a situation Mm -hmm. where because the police have to wait for for commands. Yes, you know. Imagine if
0: imagine if half of the men in Westgate were armed.
1: armed (laughs) I mean, terrorist
0: activity stops. Of course, people will say, "Ah, but what if you have a lot of guns? Want murders increase and all that?" Look. Our murder rate is about the same as the United States. (laughs) Okay, Mm. (laughs) murder is a crime. Murder, there's motivations involved there. People will commit murder if they want to commit murder, no matter what.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, there's I mean we live with kitchen knives in our houses. Mm. Okay, we live with cars just a few centuries away from a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's actually even more gruesome. I mean, yeah. I'd rather somebody shoot me than somebody cut my throat, yeah. man. Come on. like <laughs> quicker and more elegant. Well, maybe not more elegant. In any case, I think we should end, it, end this year. Um, Perhaps we can call for comments on this. Uh, yeah, maybe I can make this part of my life's mission to
2: get... Maybe applicants. next time we, we could uh, try and look for an expert who could maybe shed more light on, more light on this. On this because it's I, I believe it's it's a new area, and but it's I, not
0: hot. It's not it's, it's not it's not
2: hot. It's a it's, conversation. It's not yeah. It's, but it's in, it's I think it's good that at least conversation has to be started around this thing, yeah. so that it's not premature. It doesn't just spring up prematurely. Yeah. Conversations need to start to have to go around so that. We get there at, at some point, whichever way we are going to end up at, at at least some at some point we need to 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 get there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, for now, uh, if you want a gun, get a license. Prepare to grease some hands at D.C.I. <laughs> I should not be saying that they might deny me my license. <laughs> but I cannot. I am I'm a peaceful, law-abiding citizen. I want again that I never have to fire. Maybe. Maybe, uh, can In try.
2: fact, that would be the ideal scenario yeah. if you would not need to fire it. Yes. Maybe, a gun is also a very great responsibility. Yes, absolutely. So, but it's
0: better to have it mm-hmm. and not fire it mm-hmm. than to not have it while needing to fire it. Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, that's poetic enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Place to stop. To stop. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it.